G'day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Guitar Week podcast. This is 99.41. I cannot wait till we are finished with all this episode bullshit. Even I'm sick of it now. I want to get back into regular numbers episodes and all that shit. Uh, but anyway, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Really appreciate you, ju- you jumping in and listening to this amazing podcast. Probably the, the probably the best podcast you could ever listen to. Bullshit. Um, but anyway, we've got we're going to continue on with Mr. Bruce Foreman, Scotty Henderson, and Nerf Felder, the lovely guitarist mate who joined us uh, last week. We'll continue with that, and then we're going to give you a couple of sneak peeks of what's happening in the future. Please go to the Guitar Wank web well, Guitar Wank website, guitarwank.com. Uh, subscribe. Uh, send us an email at guitarwank at gmail.com. Leave us a review because the internet is based on reviews. You know what it's like. Yelp, internet, everything is a fucking review. Leave us a amazing review. An amazing review. Because it just helps us continue with the show. Gets more uh, people listening. And hence we get more revenue and we can all retire rich in um, somewhere. Uh, that's the plan anyway. So please leave us a review. We need those. Uh, email us. Enter Bruce's wacky 10 question competition. What is it? Game show. Whatever the hell he's all trying to organize. Uh, we did that the other. Read the questions off. Was it last episode or the episode before? Answer those questions. Send it to guitarwank at gmail.com. We're going to go through them. Bruce is going to pick some people to be in the studio and we're going to do the Guitar Wank game show. This was all just pulled out of his ass on the moment, and <laughs> clearly that's the way it's going as we move forward. Uh, what else is going on? Yeah, so we're going to continue with Nur. You uh, entered the competitions, leave a review, blah, 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 blah. All our sponsors, if you are interested, if you have a product, if you have an album, if you have something you want to promote to a guitar wank community, because basically this is a lot of musicians, a lot of guitar wankers around the world that listen to this show religiously every week, you can promote your product to them through Guitar Wank. Contact us at guitarwank at gmail.com and uh, we will talk, we'll make it happen and... uh, yeah, all that stuff will move forward if you have something to sell or something to say. It might be fun too. Um, other than that, let's get into it. Again, thank you for joining us and we'll catch you all next week. Mr. Bruce Foreman, Scotty Henderson, where are we this week? come into my office to study with me you know and they obviously an chose they, they they chose to study with you know me i mean otherwise somebody else would be there and and like i'll be playing with them and we'll play and i was just saying you know i noticed there's like not a trace of anything blues or bluesy in your playing i just ask you know it's like what's it and i've had people tell me that the blues is corny 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they just don't know, man. Well, I, of course. Yeah. You know, and, and my answer, of course, my knee-jerk reaction is to throw them against the wall. Yeah. But basically as a teacher and, and wanting to help them, you know, and, and if they don't want to have blue, and there's, they shouldn't. But my, I say, like, hey, do me a favor. Listen to these people. Just, just listen to them. No big deal. Go home. Check out, you know, Albert King, B.B. King, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Lonnie Johnson, you know, go go check these people out. Give you know, just give it a listen. You know, I'll even mention like Gene Ammons, you yeah. know, Lockjaw Davis, and say check this out. If you really feel that way, that it's corny and you don't want any of it in your plan, it's okay. We can move on from that. But I'm just saying, I think maybe you're reciting the party line and you're missing something you might like. You mm-hmm. know, it's the think best what, I can do. I think what they're doing is that they're. That when when they hear the word blues, the connotation is that they're doing their normal stuff, and then you throw in like a George Benson lick, right? Because that's what some other players that they might even love will do occasionally. That's their only reference right. to it. It's not the shit that we're talking about—the Albert King, Stevie Ray Vaughan, whatever. Well, you know, or even it's, you know the difference between blues and bluesy. You know what I mean? It's like right. there's not even a defining. They don't even understand the difference but between, like, like Horace Silver or, you know, that, that yeah. or Herbie Hancock's first record, Taken Off, you yeah. know, where it was, like, funky and bluesy, but it wasn't blues, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think there's even those traces that are gone, and I just want to kind of, okay, you know, I mean, really, as far as I'm concerned, my job isn't to tell them what to like. Yeah. My job is to help them. And if, if they don't want to go for it, hey, man, you know, and every generation has to define itself and a lot of that is rejecting things that came before you. So it's a natural thing. But I, I just feel like, like not not that that I'm I'm just totally convinced that if yeah. they heard it they would love it. But as much as like genres are colliding and people are really open to anything, I do feel that like the blues is kind of kept in like a separate boxed off category where it's it's somehow not the music that we play. You know what I mean? Sure. Like we play jazz and this other shit is this other category. Right. Oh, that gets totally. You know, put in a different club right. and like maybe on the weekends they'll do a blues night or whatever. Right, right, right. You know, so the, I, you know, I feel like with my students because I teach too. I know you guys teach a lot. Um, these kids are better than ever, but like the, like they might not know how to play a short note, like simple, like they play these beautiful long, long flowing legato lines, but just playing mm-hmm. short like a James Brown chord, right, sure. you know, that's really hard yeah. for them. They've never well, tried to play that short. Yeah, because Simple they stuff. listen to guys like Holtzworth who don't play short notes. Yeah. It's oh, yeah, every, well, they're, they're going through pedal boards with two delay pedals. We, yeah. yeah, I got that you know, from those somebody. Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, those fuckers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know, you know, I guess the generational thing is a, a big part of it. Like, for me, in my generation, blues is synonymous with jazz right. it's the same thing right. it's like you you go into it with the same exact intent there's no difference between the two but but even though there's i guess there's a bit of vocabulary difference that you probably wouldn't play like if you were playing a, a one four five shuffle you probably wouldn't use the altered scale but that's like just such a minim, minimal little it's like okay i'm around you know my daughter so i won't use the word fuck 
It's a detail. Yeah. It's, a it's just a detail. detail. Yeah. It doesn't really. It, I'm still going to say the same things. I'm just going to use certain words. So mm-hmm. what? It's it's tiny, mm-hmm. but the the whole thing of playing blues and playing jazz, it's the same thing. It, you're improvising. You're playing with your heart and soul. Yeah. What's the yeah, fucking yeah, difference? Yeah, yeah but you, you have <laughs> yeah. you have the relationship to that, you know, which is like their relationship to it is being the older thing and they're doing the newer thing. There's that, and then back to the experiential side, which is like. Like, you know, they're they're not really playing for people. A lot of them are because they haven't had the experience. Right, right. That's my point. I mean, they're playing for each other at school. Right. You know, and then they're playing for their parents and their friends when they do a gig. You know, whoever comes to their Facebook little thing. Or, I guess, Instagram now. And, um, you know what I'm saying? So, in terms of the need to kind of create the environment that reaches to people outside of a hermetically sealed environment creates a lot of that sort of geeky yeah approach you know and 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 it honors certain things like better technique uh more esoteric knowledge you know what i mean those are the things that you shine the a's on and i mean i watch the kids in their pecking order and who's the who's the hot kid you know this week because he knows the most transcriptions or can play the, 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 you know, like not really in terms of things that people who play gigs would really value. Value, right. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I just watch it and I mean, and I'm really cool with it because yeah. really the music has to evolve and, and the environment which it's played in changes and the technology changes, everything changes, you know, and what I like or like, don't like, doesn't matter. You know, it's like it's more like what value can I be to these human beings? You know, and but there is one thing that you'll never be able to give them, and that's just the experience of playing gig after gig after gig after gig for the rest of their life. And it's going to take them that just like it took us, and until they become if that's even an important thing in the future. Well, I think it will be. I hope it will be. Uh, You know, I mean, again, you know how it is. Where another thing is is also it's not just. Sometimes I get the impression that it's me, 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 like me and my guitar. And it's all about me and my guitar. And what's happening around you, we've talked about this a million times, and we don't need to go into it because we've both said it a million times. But they're not listening really to what's going on around them. They're just doing their thing. And you know how many times you've heard a guy, well, it was an okay gig, but I didn't really get to play my shit. That, that... Bullshit. Where you know, where you don't. These kids, some they they forget that music is supposed to be a conversation with the other members of the band, and they haven't had the experience of doing that. Though they don't even know what it's like. So, how can they be what we aspire them, or what they aspire to be, and what we want them to be, until they have all that experience of being on stage and realizing? Oh, you know, when the drummer does something, that actually inspires me to do something else. They never had that experience because they don't. If they are playing with drummers, they're not listening to them. You know, are they not? Are they don't consider it a part of the act to listen to the drummer and get an idea from him? Well, that, you know, you know I mean, of course, that's of general. Stick. That's a generalization. Everything yeah. is is varied and different. It's varied with and every right. every opportunity. But you got to admit, it's a factor. Sure, it's sure. Factor. And I mean, and I'm watching my kids. <clears throat> they'll play all this jazz. You know, I mean, really amazing, amazing, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I mean, amazing. It's, it's definitely staggering. And yet, and they'll, they'll go off, and they'll end up working pop gigs or or hip hop gigs, and. Mm-hmm 
playing parts, you know, and, and very happy with it because I think it's their first moment of actually reaching people through their music. Mm-hmm. And, and we, I think we all know how powerful that is to play your guitar and actually connect with an audience and, and get and get the love back. I hope you that put the love out one day. and they get the <laughs> you know I mean that is an empower it's a huge motivator. <laughs> I'm looking to forward to that moment. You know what I mean? I mean don't that is so powerful and say a kid has been playing all this shit all his life, you know, and maybe just gets on the stage and plays a part on, in a hip hop tune in a band like yeah. with 50,000 people there and yeah. that's a drug. Sure, man. that's cool. Well, howdy folks. You got an exciting product or project and want to introduce it to a community of guitar wankers? A guitar, a pedal, an amp, an accessory, whatever that is, or a new recording perhaps? Well, how about putting your money where their ears are? Because we're now accepting sponsors who want to do just that. So reach out to us so we can help you reach out to them. Acquiring wankers want to know. That's a jazzy chord there, folks. What's that Miles kid doing now? What's he up to? Uh, he's been teaching a lot. He's playing a lot of gigs. He's doing great, mm-hmm. man. Miles he Jensen. sure plays his ass off. Oh, yeah, he's that. just, yeah, he's what a amazing. Great player. He's a great player. Really. Man. He's really. one of the kids I taught. Cool. And I was just. Oh, yeah. Wow. Another one. Like, wow. Yeah. The ones that just keep coming. Holy what do you th- crap, What do you guys man. think about, like, you know, how now every time you play a gig, it's recorded and videoed? Like, oh, my favorite oh. thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you so know, that's my pet peeve. That's his, well, he's right. the one yeah. you really need to talk to. No, yeah. but I'm just saying for like kids that are just learning how to do this stuff and they're stressed out enough about the material and they're stressed out about the gig because they don't have that many, you know, performance opportunities. And on top of that, it's like, you know, going on every social media site yeah, they're within hours. Yeah, they're making a 3D every time they play. Oh, you mean, so what's your I question? just mean, it's, a, it's like, you know, so not only did we get to play a lot of gigs and, and you know, because I'm on the cusp of that generation, like before social media and before mm-hmm. YouTube and stuff, so I didn't have, you know, all that access either. But, like, I know the feeling of a no-pressure gig. You know what I mean? Where I know I didn't, it was just another night, it was just a Wednesday somewhere, and I knew no one was filming it or whatever, so you just kind of took chances, you took risks, and, you know, mm-hmm. you made sure you listened to each other because, you know, that's what you were there to do. You know what I mean? And and then if these kids only get a chance to play every couple months and it's being filmed and they're playing stuff that's new to them and challenging, you know, that might be one reason they're not listening. Maybe. They're so stressed about the whole my, thing. My take on that is is that when when... Like, I sign up, and my agent, I get paid to play a gig for those people in that room that night, you know, and nobody else. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear That's that how much. I feel about it. It's like, those people bought the ticket, they're the only one that get to hear, the, they, they get to hear that gig. Yeah. So if they want to record it for their own use, I don't have a problem with it, because, you know, there's students out there that might want to transcribe something, If like, I might play one decent lick the night, and people <laughs> might want to learn it. 
I don't have a problem with that. I'm a teacher, yeah. right? I mean, people record me all the time. Yeah. But when they put it up on YouTube, yeah. then they break a code of ethics. You know, then they're giving my work away for free, and I get paid for my work. So I refuse, and I'm a member of the YouTube Content Verification Program. So all I have to do is check a box and hit delete, and it's gone just like that. Mm. It's gone forever. And the guy gets a copyright hit, unfortunately. And I hate to see people get copyright hits, but they should know better. Like, I have an email, and it's on my website. If they want to put a clip of me up, they can email me and say, Hey, I taped the other night, and I got a pretty good recording of this tune. You might like it, and if you like it, maybe you'll put it on your YouTube channel. Yeah. No problem, dude, thanks. Yeah. But to just, without my permission just pop some bullshit up on YouTube that was recorded by an iPhone that you saw distorted and you can't hear the bass and yeah. it just sounds like dog shit, yeah. it's gone the next yeah. day. Like, yeah. I check it daily. He, he so, does, like, boom. two hours in the morning. It's like eating breakfast. <laughs> Every but back, tour. But back to your Every original tour. point, you yeah, know, because yeah. we're all living that. I mean, it's like... It's like we're now in the world of live with your first take. I mean, yeah. basically, if if you don't want the world to hear it, if you don't, don't want play it to it. be on the front, right, don't play it. That's the that thing. That was that song little thing you said yesterday yeah. at lunch. Yeah, you know, it's like, don't play it. But it's not about the playing. It's about the quality of the sound. I, I know that. I mean, yeah. but my point is, it's all wrapped up in that. But back to the pressure on the kids, you know, to be honest with you, I don't think that they see it the way we do. Yeah. Because be right. I think they, I mean, I don't know if you saw my Grumps viral moment on YouTube. Oh no, I got to check what? this out. What okay. was that? I had a viral moment on YouTube. You uh, did? Not on YouTube, on Facebook, but on Instagram where I basically got up and did a cowboy thing, you know, and I played oh. some shit over some blues and then, uh -huh. and then I said I remember um, you know, I'm playing the geezer card here. I remember back when I was coming up, we played in public and we practiced in private. <laughs> remember that right. when you go Facebook. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then right. the next thing I said, the next thing you're going to not hear is me playing a West Montgomery transcription. And then it ends. Right, and, right, and right. Because the thing is, is, these kids basically put their farts on social media sure. they they practice on social media they sure. live on social media so so i don't think the idea of what them playing no matter how hard whatever they're doing is i think just the it's idea no pressure it's just, they, it's just they, part they of the thing to, they don't relate to it the way we do that's cool i mean i that's believe like a skill, that's my man. opinion they don't no i don't think they do when okay. i when i pull up my usual daily youtube search so i can get rid of videos yeah. that i don't want i see tons of other guys saying here I am playing a Scott Henderson transcription. Right. Here's Scott Henderson's song here, and I'm playing like there's so many people covering, especially my blues tunes. Yeah. You know, and and it's like I don't mind them covering my songs. I'm flattered, you know, and I'm even flattered that they put them on YouTube. But what I mind is those guys that are sitting there practicing in their room, and they go, "Here's Scott Henderson, and here's me practicing." A Scott Henderson, I'm thinking, right. don't you have anything better to Well, that, do? that was the whole point of my yeah. play in public and right. practice. Exactly. Like, who yeah. wants to watch you <laughs> That's practice? All. That's all. Uh, and, yeah. and, and, and I got shit. I got a lot of, like, hate, almost like I'm going to kill you. Really? Uh, shit from that. Why are you so down on people wanting feedback? And you, don't you think you should encourage people? And it's like... 
I thought what I said was encouraging. You know, uh -huh. I thought it was just like, have some self-respect. Practice in private. When you're ready to play and you've got something to say, say it in public. I mean, Makes I'm, not, sense to me. I'm, not, I'm not like discouraging people. Trash and I'm not trash saying, I'm not saying okay. you suck. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm, not, I'm just saying, come on. <laughs> Have a little self-respect here, you know. Let's let's let's, let's elevate. The you missed let's, my Homer Simpson joke. Uh, yeah, well, I I wouldn't have gotten it anyways. Sorry. Same no, for yeah, Julius. He said, uh, I forget what Marge said, but he said, "Trash in the trash can." Sounds reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just that's all I'm asking for is, you know, the things that I mean to me that what are the qualities of practice versus playing uh, musical DNA like phrasing yeah. tone uh, you know time uh, emotional content to what you're playing an actual intent to what you're trying to say vulnerability all those things are beautiful things that may are the qualities of playing practice often doesn't have any of those you know, because it's it, in sometimes it's, it can be be a mechanical thing, and that's that's really yeah. what I was saying. You know, I wasn't saying don't put cool shit on the internet. And really, I mean, playing Wes's solo, Wes played it. I mean, back when I was coming up, that would be an you would be ostracized from the community for doing that. It's funny. I, I think mean, I mean, and I'm not saying that was right then I'm not saying it's wrong now I'm really not I'm not but I'm just saying these are the realities when I was coming up if you were caught doing shit like that of course we were all transcribing the stuff yeah. we knew the stuff but you just don't do it in public you know that's yeah. like this you go learn your stuff and then you bring you to the bandstand I even got which I've told this story on guitar Week, but just to pair real quick I got stopped in, in the middle of a night one <laughs>
when I did a solo at Zominal's house one time. It was uh, over a little Rudy Tootie, um, a tune. And, you know, he said, you know, yeah, I'll give you a couple hours to do a nice solo. You know, so <laughs> I played this solo, man, and it was like, man, I nailed those changes. It was really like super, pretty traditional jazz solo because I can go there, you know, that traditional. I have enough bebop vocabulary, yeah. so I can go there and play a really super traditional, nailing the changes, all the chord tones, nice chromatic movement. It was a great solo. Joe came in and heard it and he said, you sound like fucking Charlie Christian. <laughs> he said, erase that shit. So he made me erase it and I basically played blues. Yeah, yeah. One take. Yeah. One take, that's it. Roll it. He said, play something. He said, I want to hear blues. I want to hear you. You know, so I just did some blues shit. Just, you know, I think I maybe played one altered note into the four chord. I mean, just really simple shit. He goes, that's the one. That's some bad fucking shit. Like, my beautiful solo got erased. <laughs> I thought it was so badass. He hated it. Just didn't want to fucking hear that shit. What am I going to do, man? I was trying to be somebody that I'm really not. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I can play that stuff, but that's that's not me, really. You know, I'm more tend to play just... <laughs> I think for the, for the kids posting that shit, though, like, you know, they they get more inspired by seeing their friends play the West solo than... The, they would by actually hearing Wes do it because they're you know it's it's just like like you know your peers are your biggest influence always anyway you know yeah. we have our idols yeah. but then yeah. you know especially at that age when you're around these you know other young cats that are so you know when someone else does something they're like oh I want to transcribe this too right well that's th that is now the pecking order well that it's is the it's friendly competition we, yeah. I don't even know how friendly it is but it, that uh, is the pecking yeah. order now around the world of the way it is. I mean, well, it's not what can you do or how original you are. It's it's how much do you know. I hate to see that shit come into music because it's so fucking technical. But even at my school, which is more of a rock school, you've got guys that are copying solos the same as they do in jazz, and even some jazz fusion guys doing it. But what's really upsetting is that they're, they're they talk metronome all the time. Like, how fast do you have this at? Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, it's all about the metronome. Like, okay, I can play this tune, and I'm not really sure who the band is, but it's one of the current rock bands, and or metal bands, more than likely. And they're, they've got metronome settings, and like, I'm up to 162. Well, yeah. I'm up to 163. And they're, they're really competitive interesting. Where, where they're at. And that's a big thing at... Go figure. I, hey I never man, you know, like, thought about that kind of shit when I was growing up. Right. But it would be kind of cool if, like, you know, we were hanging out and we're like, okay, you know, I practiced Cherokee at 450. <laughs> you know, and you're like, I did it at 460. <laughs> and then I'd be like, fuck, I'm like, gotta go home and, like, I gotta up Scott or at least get to the same place. <laughs> you know? You know what? It would kick my ass, you know, I, and it would be good. I just, I'm so used to getting my ass kicked that I just don't care anymore. Right. I guess. Because I feel like, who doesn't have more chops than me? It chops is not. It chops sort of left my, 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 my consciousness a long time yeah. ago. Because everybody plays faster than me now. I remember back in the day, I used to be considered like a pretty fast guitar player. Like when I was playing with Chick Corea, 
and Jeff Berlin, and there was a lot of really hard music and mm. tricky parts that were hard to execute. And people were, 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 that was the chops music of the day. So I was looked at as the chops guitarist. Five years past that, everybody and their brother can do that. 10 times better than I could and faster. You know, so I don't know about like, that, Scott. I just sort of got, I just sort of, I just sort of like went, well, you know, the chops thing, I guess, you know what, when Eddie Van Halen came out and when he, the two hand tapping yeah, yeah. thing started and guitar started to just become blazingly fast, faster mm -hmm. than I could ever conceive it being. And guys like Ingve came along yeah. who were just like, oh my God, I mean, you've seen that guy, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And McLaughlin. And who's always been had the right hand thing, amazing. And now there's some new jazz guys who are not like legato guys like us, but pickers. You know, I can't really name them off the top of my head, but there's a few. You've probably seen them, and they're just they have that hmm. blazing thing with the right hand, where they're not they're not legato guys. They're guys that almost pick every note, hmm. and they've just they're just incredibly fast like aldemiola yeah, yeah. Type, type of chops and, and and i just went sort of like okay well that's that's where i shouldn't be because you know that <laughs> well basically <laughs> really, really what really jazz need needs anymore. yeah is a scoreboard <laughs> yeah that's what we're as missing so, right? as soon as we get a scoreboard maybe a referee people will like what we do <laughs> okay <laughs> you know what I mean? If if we care, you know, then we'll finally enter the world of you know. Yeah. Well, I gotta say, you know, near like one of the things that I really dug about your Relevance, tunes and your music is that it doesn't sound like you're trying to, um, like you have something to prove. You know what I mean? It mm. sort of sounds like you just. It sounds really natural. Cool. Like you just did what you wanted to do, and that's, yeah, I did. That's what it, what it is. Yeah. You know. I'm not hearing like, you know, sometimes I'm hearing so much in the jazz world of everything's about playing a really hard head. Mm. You know, it's like, okay, you got to play this really fast, hard head. Like most of the times when people send me music to, to, you know, like it's a recession and somebody from Europe sends me a tune to play on, I got to <laughs> learn this head. And not only is it fast, but it's bad. You know, there's nothing, nothing worse than learning something that's difficult and horrible at the same time. <laughs> you well, go, I could, you could pay know. nothing. Yeah, right. I could get paid nothing. But it's like, oh, man, why does this have to be, like, what's the reason for this? It's really hard. It's absolutely yeah. meaningless. It's like, you know, just a bunch of random bullshit Troy, notes that don't say anything. But it's so. fast. And you're going like, wow, I gotta learn this. You gotta spend eight hours shedding. Gotta shed it. Yeah. Something that you hate. Uh, we all been there. <laughs> you know how it is. Oh, we've all been there oh, this man. week. Oh my so, goodness. Well, but I wow. have to. I have to excavate. You gotta go. Yeah. And he's got to fly to New York you're first a thing in the morning. Pussy man, it's only. It's twelve fifty-five. Wait a minute. <laughs> said by the guy. Pussy. Said by the guy who, who worked two hours and was. Too tired to come and do a podcast. <laughs> taught for two hours. I only taught eight hours today. But, you know, I mean. <laughs> but meanwhile, this guy's flying out to New York first thing in the morning. Six? 
Oh, oh we gotta, we gotta oh, let shit. him go. We gotta go. Okay, near. Near. We'd like to thank you. For, thanks, guys. For thanks for having us me. That was so fun. Yeah, pleasure, man. Pleasure, man. Thanks, guys. The, the only thing bad thing about having you here is that you probably won't get called for work anymore. Yeah. Well, you can always you can always deny it. You can say that we photoshopped Just, yeah, you. Yeah, say we photoshopped you. Yeah. <laughs> That's not me. That's not my voice. <laughs> <laughs> that was really fun, you guys. Thanks awesome. for having me. Nice. Our pleasure, man. Good to have you. You gotta see, you. see where you, where the you, you know see. the magic happens. You gotta you gotta sign the the guitar way. Oh yeah, man. Oh shit. I thought you were gonna say guest book. <laughs> How do you like your ox, man? I like it. Yeah, Scott hates it. <laughs> I just met James yesterday. James oh, really? Santiago, he's the guy yeah. that made it. You know, I hate that fucking thing, and James is my friend. Really? Yeah. Yeah, James is my buddy, and I've said nothing but bad shit about that fucking ox Thanks, box. man. Got the worst fucking signature on here. Is this Skull or Josh Smith? I think Josh, it's Josh. Josh. Josh Smith. That's a nice signature, man. Very elegant. What am I doing? Yeah, I the other, do the other guitar has George Benson and John McLaughlin. Yeah, we got, the, we, got, we got the good but, guitar. You know, that's yeah. locked but, uh, away. But mine, my name's not on the other one either. <laughs> yeah, we got that locked away. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't let me touch it. Yeah, Jimmy Page <laughs> is going to be the next guest. He's going to sing. Yeah, we we got to get some... We'll, get, we'll just erase some of the Bruce other ones. Bruce is threatening to get Clint Eastwood. That would oh, be awesome. Oh, yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, I'd get you know. him, but you know and, what? And he plays like shit. I hate the way he plays. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know he played. Well, I know Kyle. He, he doesn't. Don't yeah, tell yeah, him. Yeah, okay. I got Scott Kinsey on the show, which is like <laughs> big feather in my cap. <laughs> we still have to do Kinsey and Covington together. Oh, we're going to do that. Really Scott, let's do shit. that. Make it Scott? happen, dude. Yeah. Well, I haven't stopped it. No problem.
any recording gear. I have just a, I inherited a studio with my house and um, when I had actually inherited an API console and everything. Oh wow. When I, when I bought it and then my friends started using terms like black hole and I was like, you know what, nah. Keep, yeah, this, everything's obsolete in a month. Yeah, and I don't record anything at my house. Yeah. And I don't want, and I don't want like, they used to make Rod Stewart records up in my house. They, they used to belong to a guy named Ollie Lieber. Oh, yeah. And, Lieber, uh, yeah. Ollie Lieber and then Keith Nelson from Buckcherry owned it for 10 years. Who's the guitarist in Buckcherry? Um, well, Keith was a founding member and guitar player and Stevie D. That's who designed that. That telly? Okay. With the, with the custom shop. Okay. Was the guitarist from Buckcherry. Probably Keith, because he's a telly guy. Yeah, yeah. So um, I always I was like, oh, it was the Buck Cherry guy, and I was always wondering who it was. But yeah, I picked that up, and that's funny. Wow, what part of town?
<laughs> so you're in town playing a bunch of shows. Are you in town long or is it a quick trip? Well, um, I'm here uh, to uh, rehearse a group called Ching Chi, which uh, is made up of uh, musicians I've worked with in different situations for many, many years. Vinnie Kaliud is the drummer. Jimmy Haslip is the bassist um, from the Yellow Jackets yep. group. And uh, Larry Goldings on B3 Organ. Oh, cool. Who is yeah. just, in my opinion, I can't think of a musician that I admire more. Brilliant musician. Yeah, you should, I do. You should play with him. Well, I do play with him. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Oh, yeah. Larry's great. Well, I'm jealous because I don't. Yeah. I've recorded <laughs> with him. Yeah. Play with him. This will be my first time, and I'm really excited about it. And um, so we leave for Tokyo day after tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yeah, we have one re rehearsal tomorrow. And I spent the day today writing out music that I just wanted to make sure the rehearsal went well tomorrow. Ah, uh, there you go, guys. A little sneak peek from uh, Joe Bonamassa's interview. We've got a bunch of shows with Joe and a bunch of shows with Robin Ford, so I'm really excited to get to them to you guys. So um, please keep tuning in. We're going to uh, post them really soon. Uh, these tracks you were listening to were from Greg V's album, Tailgate Troubadour. You can get that album. Google it. Buy it. It's an badass, amazing album. Great guitar tones. Great player. Great bloke. Uh, thanks, Greg. Really appreciate it. Uh, so that's going on. Also, the other albums, people keep asking, what else? What are the songs? Where are you pulling from? I'm only pulling all the tunes from a few albums, and they are High Plane Riffsters. That's all that Western swing stuff that Bruce was doing with uh, Mr. Whit Smith, if I remember rightly. Uh, where else are we pulling stuff? Uh, Scotty Henderson's albums, Well to the Bone, Dog Party, Tore Down House, and Vibe Station. Uh, Bruce Foreman's albums, um, Bruce, The Book of Foreman, and Bruce Foremanism, his two albums, and Junkyard Duo, and that's pretty much it. And then some little snippets from what Bruce and Scott recorded together, and then whatever guests we have on, we try and play some of their stuff as well. So that's that's the gist of it. You don't have to look too hard to find the tracks. No, I'm not going to list every friggin' song that we play on the album because I haven't got time. Damn it, <laughs> I'm not getting paid for this shit. So look for it. <laughs> it's out there. I just gave you all the albums. Buy all the albums and you'll be happy. Uh, anyway, so let's see you all next week. Thank you so much for the, the support. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, 99.42 next week. All right, we'll get to it. I'm trying to push this competition. Yeah, 10 questions. Answer the 10 questions. Email us at guitarwank gmail.com and uh, we'll get you in on the show that's going to be interesting alright thanks guys thanks Robin Ford thank you Joe Bonamassa and uh, thank you Nerfelder and we'll see you all next week thanks guys thanks guys